Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. By recording this, I'm hoping things will start to make sense. I'm not asking you to forgive me, Helen. But to go forwards now, we must go backwards. Who was in Florian's party of five? First they bring down the planes, then they bring down everything else. This is the video of my autopsy. Clam shelling. There we go. Okay. Seems normal. <laughs> Opening up. Keep looking. And... Uh, hello, that's... Um, let's take a closer look. What's what's going on there? I'll freeze it. What do you see in there? <laughs> uh, that's impossible. Yeah, I know. So what the hell is going on? Is this real? You just saw me make the first incision. How can it not be there? Wh where is it? <laughs> that's the question. I mean... This guy who walked onto a plane only an hour earlier and was still alive and breathing when you found him at the crash site. He didn't have a heart. Tracks by Matthew Brighton. Episode 2 The Broca and Wernicke areas. Where's the body now? They've taken them all. Where? I don't know. Hey, are you okay? Oh, this is this is ridiculous. This is. Shh, slow oh, down. I'm slow going, down. I'm going. Uh, is it is it a panic attack? What what, what do uh, I do? Uh, get a grip on me. Okay. Uh, like I've got you. Uh, is, I can't breathe. Is, is that is that any better? Don't let me go. Okay. Okay. Possible. I know. Unless there was some sort of artificial cardiac device. There was a gap. Nothing in it. Both sides. That's absurd. I know. It's bananas. But the man wasn't your father. Florian's still missing. The man was called Charles Shaw, a carpenter from London. He had my father's boarding pass on him. Why? I, I don't know. Why was a carpenter on a chartered flight going to a medical conference? I don't know anything. 
But you think Florian is dead? If he got on that plane, he has to be. And you're okay with that, Helen? It's not ideal. I didn't think I cared about him, but... How are you? Any change in your... You know, it's primary progressive. I lose balance more often, but I cope. All this has ruined your conference. <laughs> We're postponing it out of respect to the victims, obviously. I'm going to head back to London soon while we work out what to do. Miranda, if someone doesn't have a heart in their body, are they still human? When it comes to life's essential organs, the heart is certainly in the top two. But not number one. It's clinically essential, but the brain is... The brain is who we are. Your heartless man is impossible, though. There will be an explanation. It's unlikely to be magic. than I thought. Oh, are you reading four papers at once? It's still headline news. The tabloids think it's a terrorist attack, broadsheets an accident, engine failure. Nearly 30 people die in a plane crash in West Wales and there are already a dozen conspiracy theories. They'll know what happened when they analysed the black box. It's not been found yet. The engine didn't fail. You sure? I heard it. And you know how a healthy jet engine should sound, do you? And there was this weird interference on my radio as it came down. There's, there's no mention of Florian at all here. His body could be... Debris spread. Debris? Also, there was a man on that plane without a heart. Another detail left out here. As seen in a dodgy video made by Freddie Fuller. It wasn't dodgy. Fred's always been dodgy. Even at college, he cheated his exams. He works with the police. <laughs> Can you trust him? I don't need a devil's advocate. You're getting lost in your own head. There'll be a boring explanation for all of it. You're late for work. God, yeah. Go on, I'll smell you later. All right, up your ass. Up yours. Hello. It's Freddie Fuller. What do you want? Well, your small talk is improved. Oh, don't be annoying. I'm in a hurry. I've been sacked. What? The police are terminating my contract. Came from the top chief superintendent. What did you do? That autopsy on Charles Shaw. They went crazy. I thought it was routine. Didn't look at the paperwork. What did the paperwork say? Basically, don't do an autopsy on this man. Is that usual? No. Never happens. Doesn't make any sense at all. So what's going on? Someone didn't want me to see what I saw. Where are you now? Back in Bristol. I've been trying to get some info on the heartless man. The crash investigation has been taken away from the local police. They've got specialists on it now, and they're not returning my calls. So you've got nothing? 
Well, I had a look at your dad's company, Mayflower. They are very upmarket. So Florian was doing well for himself then? Yeah, posh stuff. It made me realise I had one of their clients on the slab a few months ago, a Saudi national. He had a bodyguard even after death. Do you think your dad is still alive? There's a chance if he didn't take the flight. Have you been looking for him? How? All I know is that Charles Shaw had his boarding pass. That's it. Look, I, I, I've got to get to work. Well, that's something, though, isn't it? Florian is connected to Charles Shaw. The police said Shaw had a granddaughter. Hang on. Mexican. Yeah, Louise Shaw. No phone number given, but I got her address. North London. Why not get yourself down there? See what she has to say. <laughs> I can't just go to London. Why not? I've got a surgery to run. I want to know what's going on, don't you? Michael said there'll be a banal explanation. All I know is that I made an incision into the chest of a man, and what I saw made my eyebrows disappear into my hairline. I can't even find drugs that make me pull that face. You're an idiot. Come on, I'll come with you. Freddy, are you sure you got sacked because of the autopsy? Michael! You made me jump, you moron. Helen? Just wonder why you were still here. Goodbye, Freddy. Well, call me back. Was that Freddy Fuller? He's got an address for the heartless man's granddaughter in London. What are you thinking? Nothing. But you want to go there? No. It doesn't matter. You've been a bit better recently. All this is... I know. We moved here to get away from all the heavy stuff. I know, I know, I know. Then don't go. Don't go to London. Dressed was a small, filthy basement flat in a run-down townhouse. There's a strong smell of damp and decay. Louise! I could see the wreck of a kitchen. Post-apocalyptic, really bleak. On the table inside, there was a newly opened envelope with the company name. The Petna Trust. Hello? This isn't a convenient moment, Susan. Mrs. Truin's son is here again, and he's very drunk this time. <sighs> what does he want? Well, he's thrown a plant against the wall and threatened the locum, but it's you he wants. It's because I told his mother she only has a few months to live. Just call the police. He's a meathead. Well, he wants your home address. Don't give it to him, obviously. Susan, are you at your computer? Uh, yes. Could you Google the Petner Trust? P-E-T-T-N-E-R. 
interest affiliated to Haringey Council. What kind of charity? Uh, food banks, community cafes. Hey, put that down! He's tearing up the magazines. Could you text me their address, please? Yes, Dr Ash. I'll speak to you later. Hello? Louise? Is... is someone there? I just want to talk. Louise? I could see something. In the shadow of the door at the back of the room. There was something in there. But I'm not sure it was human. I'm working. Is it a good job? I'm working. What do you know about Charles Shaw, your granddad? I know he's dead. Was he rich? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he was thinking rich. He used to drop me off in his jet so I could sign on. Did he know Florian Chauvin? I can give you money. I can't talk to you. Would £50 help? It's not like that. Look, I've got, um... £73, 42 pence. It's all the cash I have on me. You can have it all. Just please answer a couple of questions. Give it here. What's yours? Grandad had a heart problem. Where was he being treated? It wasn't a normal hospital. Private health care? Yeah. What were they called? I... I don't know. Mayflower? I mustn't... How did he afford their fees? You'd have to ask him. Not that you can. Did you ever meet, or did your granddad ever mention Florian Chauvin? I'm not supposed to. Who said you can't talk? No one. But you did know him, the French doctor. No. No, that's all. Listen, your granddad is a medical mystery and. Take your hand off me. I said that's all. Gin and ginger with a slice of cucumber, please. She'll have the same. No, she won't. I have a large gin and tonic without any vegetables. Coming up. A slice of cucumber, Jesus. It's a smooth cocktail. You're loving this, aren't you? Hotel bar, working a case, moody blonde, that's you. Feels illicit, doesn't it? I'm not going to bed with you. You've changed. You used to be more fun. You used to have more hair. There you go. Thank you. Never had you down as a GP in the sticks. I thought you were going to be Miss Big Nut Surgeon. That didn't work out. Why not? Mind your own bloody business. All right. Be gentle with me. I lost my job today. Sure you weren't sacked for drinking the embalming fluid? (laughs) Look, I found out why the autopsy on Charles Shaw was off limits. Why? His body is property of Mayflower. Mayflower own him? And I didn't read the memo. I've been on warnings for a while, since my grand passed. Her grand brought me up. Her death, you know. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that. (sighs) Yeah. She died the week after my fiancé dumped me. I'm still not sleeping with you. Come on. It's all true. How can a private health company own a corpse? Mayflower are interesting. 
I've got stuff to show you about them. We can see it at the Central Med Research Library. It's not far. Oh, I can't. I'm on the first train back to Wales tomorrow morning. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Neck that. We can go there now. It's 20 past 10. I know. I had to slip the security fellas a few quid. What are you going on about? Mayflower footage. What footage? It goes way back. They have a pretty nasty history. We have to go in via the back door. How much was this bribe you paid? It's cool. You haven't got a job. Grant left me 30k. It's just been sitting in an account. She didn't leave you the money to bribe library security guards. You didn't know Granny. She'd have wanted you to get a library card like everyone else. Is someone following us? It's a tantalising possibility. Come on. Is it a zoo? No. It's it's the Kattenberg Research Hospital in the Urals, Soviet Union, 1946. They filmed everything. Oh, for... oh that's just wrong. I know. That's got to be staged. There's lots of corroboration. That dog lived for three weeks after this operation. I think you have to say dogs when it has two heads. Ugh. The doctor, that one, he ends up in London a few years later. He meets with two other eminent European research surgeons and they start a practice together. Can you guess what they call their new company? Mayflower? Yes. The footage Freddie had found showed a research hospital housed in the grounds of a gulag. Oh my God. Where Stalin had sent hundreds of thousands of people the doctor was systematically experimenting on animals. Oh. In the first film, we saw a dog's head transplanted onto another dog. Oh. In another, a disembodied dog's head lay alive on a table, plastic tubes entering it through the neck. How is it even alive? A slice of lemon held under its nose caused a grimace. Of course, work of this type led to the first heart transplant operations and other procedures that we now take for granted. Correct. Like there's a lot more of these. They get darker. Hang on, what's this one? Where are they taking those men? For their sake, I hope it's only for execution. The doctor and his associates turn their attention to the human prisoners. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, no, switch it off, switch it off, switch it yeah. off. <sighs> this is the genesis of Mayflower. Was my father really part of this company? I've decided to delay my return trip. Hi. Did you get my text? Yeah. It's only for another day or so. Yeah. God, what are you doing? You sound wasted. 
I found out some pretty bleak stuff, Michael. I've been drinking some pretty bleak cider. I'll call back in the morning. Yeah, night gorgeous. It's small, but a good location for my clinic. Must have cost you a bomb. It's all right if you're not on GP wages. Oh, <laughs> I'm juicing. Do you do spirulina? Hideous. Yeah, go on then. Miranda! Oh. Damn it. I'm so clumsy. I'll, I'll get it. It's okay. Go and sit down. Here you go. Thanks. Mm. So, Florian and Ruth Powell were going to the conference together and both were working for Mayflower. That's two of the party of five accounted for. What speech was Ruth going to give? I can try and find out for you if it's important. It might be, after seeing the transgressive things they were doing. What's transgressive to one person is pioneering to another. Pioneering? They were experimenting on prisoners. It's not always a clear line. Mm. I'm not so sure. <laughs> Without doctors taking real risks, there's no chance for people like me ever to have a hope of a cure. The ends don't always justify the means. Thanks. I didn't... Those doctors crossed the line, and one of them went on to found Mayflower. Mayflower have been reputable for a long time. Trailblazers and transplant surgery since the 1950s. Landmark innovations in warm organ work. But a dirty history, Miranda. The anarchy and cruelty of the Cold War chaos. The world still feels pretty filthy and anarchic to me. Maybe. Found any answers to your heartless man yet? Not yet. He's a fascinating conundrum, isn't he? Medically, philosophically, theologically... What's a man without a heart? Usually a corpse. I'm going to see Mayflower. Don't do anything stupid. The Mayflower foyer had a high vaulted ceiling, a pretentious fountain, and everything was made of marble, including the staff. Oh, God, this is ridiculous. Please be patient, Doctor. I've been here three hours. Someone will be with you soon. I'm not waiting anymore. <laughs> no, please don't. Either someone speaks with me immediately or I piss in your water feature. Dr Ash, this way, please. He was a short, stocky man. He led me through security doors and down several flights of stairs. Then we arrived at a white room without windows. There was a table, two chairs, a computer, and in a waste paper basket there was a tissue with blood on it. Sit, please. Are you trying to scare me? Excuse me? Why are you locking the door? We won't be disturbed. Unlock it. For privacy. It's inappropriate. I will not be locked in a basement room with a man who only shows an interest in me after I threaten to pee in public. Unlock it now. My apologies. Right, I'd like to... You all hear about your father? Florian Chauvin. I believe he was an employee here. Mr Chauvin. 
was a Mayflower employee. He retired over two years ago. He was working with Ruth Powell. They were attending the medical conference in Wales on Mayflower's behalf. Ruth... Ruth Powell? Uh, yes, Ruth was going to speak about her work. But her plane fell out of the sky? I have no knowledge of why she was taking Florian Chauvin with her. What did Florian do here? He worked with clients who value their privacy. One of your clients was a carpenter from Finsbury Park, Charles Shaw, a man who also died in the plane crash. His autopsy showed he didn't have a heart. <laughs> well, that sounds unlikely. Even for a Mayflower patient? We don't comment on cases. His body was removed from the mortuary prematurely. We don't comment. Was he my father's patient? We don't comment. Why was Mayflower so keen to retrieve his corpse? We don't comment. Look, I think we take it to the police. Take what to the police? A bunch of half-baked conspiracy theories? What did that woman at the crash site say? Ruth Powell. First they bring down the planes, then they bring down everything else. She died seconds later. Yeah. And they took Charles Shaw's body. Oh, I'm tired. A man without a heart was going to a medical conference. Ruth was due to speak. Florian had something important to tell you. And the whole lot of them have been wiped out. It stinks. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I'm going to bed. Uh, if you get out of that chair, I will call the police. <sighs> By recording this, I'm hoping things will start to make sense. Been thinking about the way we understand information. There are two main places in the brain that are activated when we hear facts. The Broca and the Wernicke areas, named after the French and German physicians who discovered them. Broca's area processes the language we hear, and Wernicke's area makes sense of it. What's interesting to me is that data doesn't go into the brain easily. We find it hard to retain, to comprehend, to learn and to remember. But the brain strives to solve the problem. We've evolved to comprehend information by turning data into narrative. We understand and learn from stories better than bald facts. Stories resonate. Our brains are built for stories. We reach for them. Our brains make stories that make sense of the world around us. In my head right now, data is being processed into a structure. The raw matter is Florian, Mayflower, the conference, the plane crash. I'm connecting them to each other and myself. A story is forming, but essential elements are missing. And without them, I'm struggling. I don't know how they plug together, how the synapses connect. I can feel it, but don't yet know what it all means. I'm creating a story that I don't understand.
Hello? Why have you done this, you bitch? Who is it? You think just because you got money? Uh, Louise? Why can't you leave us alone? Slow down. No, no. What's happened? You're killing us. You're... Louise? Louise? Say anything else? No. O on the right there, please. We went directly to Louise's flat. The door was broken, kicked down. The window was smashed. They've made a good job of it. Who are you? He's with me. Are you okay? I didn't tell anyone anything. Hmm. Well, what did the police say? I haven't called them. And you're not calling them either. Why not? What did they take? Not much. <sighs> Tell your insurance company they got a piggyback pull of 50s. Insurance. You're right. Who were they? Just some men. Is someone in the other room? I shouldn't have called you. Who's in there? Stay out. Could it be a burglar still there? No! Oh, cool down, Louise. There was another voice on the phone earlier. You're not going in there! It's OK, Lou. The voice came from the darkness. Hello? I'm Deborah. I'm Louise's mother. What are you doing in the dark? I prefer it. She can do what she likes. Louise is protective of me. Come out so we can talk. Stop ordering her around. She just wants to know about her dad, Lou. What is there to lose anymore? We did know Dr Chauvin. This would be easier if I could see you. What do you know about the plane crash? All this began when our house burnt down in 1993. I got 90% burns and we lost everything. The NHS couldn't help. Mayflower offered new treatment for free. Said it would leave me as good as new. My face. They treated her like a guinea pig. A prototype face transplant. Why do you think I sit in the dark? They're bastards. They knew there were increased risks, but they were confident. How was Charles Shaw involved? We had a serious heart problem. My father said they'd treat him for free if I agreed to go through with it. Said they had a surgeon who could perform miracles. A genius, Dr. Chauvin. Dad needed the transplant. The NHS wouldn't put him on the list. Why not? He was a big drinker. So they gave you a new face and your dad got a new heart? After I signed the contract. It said we can't talk about it. The heart was good. Saved Dad's life. Face didn't work out for me. They must have known she was talking to me. That's why. You I... don't know, Camille. Luke had just been a local boys. When you look like me, people treat you like an animal. Can we see your face? Why was your dad going to the conference? A posh woman called Ruth Powell phoned last week to arrange it. It was all really urgent. 
It frightened me, but I couldn't be seen by all those people. So Florian, Ruth and Charles Shaw were three of the party of five. Well, it wouldn't be difficult for their boarding passes to get mixed up if they're travelling together. We can help you, Deborah. Assess your situation and support you, get you the right treatment. You don't understand. Lou, help me. As Louise supported her... I got you, Mum. Deborah, on her sticks... All right. ...slowly struggled into right. the light. And then we saw her. Her face. Everything was wrong. She didn't look human. You see my problem, Ellen? I don't exist anymore. Two doctors wanted to take a man without a heart and a woman without a face to a medical conference. But they never made it. We want to see a senior Mayflower manager now. Dr. Ash, there's a car waiting. What? It will take you to someone who can answer your questions. Please follow me. Sounds good to me. Just Dr. Ash. Sorry. It's, it's OK, Freddie. I'll see you later. Oh, hang on. Are you sure? Uh, actually, could you come and hold my hand? Really? No. This way. Where are we going? Mr. O'Brien wants to meet you. Who's Mr. O'Brien? One of Mayflower's senior consultants. He knew your father. daughter of a very respected colleague, a great man. I think you've been treated shoddily. I want to put that right, Helen. I want to know how a man functioned without a heart, where Florian is, why he was going to the conference, and why his plane crashed. <laughs> That's a lot of difficult questions. Eccentric man, your father. Mercurial. Wouldn't surprise me one bit if he dodged that crash. He's alive? I've no idea what happened to him, or why he was going to the conference, or why the plane went down. I'm sorry. But you do know what he did here. I'll show you. <clears throat> O'Brien took me downstairs into a small theatre where Charles Shaw was on the slab, his chest covered in a steri-drape. Why do you own this body? We don't own the body. That will be returned. What gave you the right to take him from the mortuary? Robe up. Stick on a hat and gloves. OK. We do own what's inside, legitimately. Right, you trained as a surgeon, didn't you? How do you know that? I'd like you to take the lead in this procedure. What procedure? I'm showing you what your father did here. Look at the body. What do you see? A hole where the heart should be. Right. Extend the laparotomy into the abdomen, please. I cut through the dead flesh. And the Langenbecks. OK. Put your hand in. Deep. 
I reached into the abdominal cavity. That's it. Now, fish around. Okay. Pull it up. What have you got? Oh, my God. It's a heart. You were looking in the wrong place, Helen. It's so small. It's not normal. It's genetically modified, grown in a piglet. It was a landmark procedure, a massive risk. But the chest space was compromised. Charles was already a complex case anyway. Dextrocardic cetus inversus. Necessity was the mother of invention. Florian repositioned the new GM ticker and gave this lost cause new life. Tucked it in there, like a handkerchief in a pocket. Obviously, we have to protect this technology. Some people call your father a great doctor. I call him a bloody genius. Does that solve your mystery? What about Deborah Shaw? Her face wasn't repaired so efficiently, was it? That was unfortunate. Her life has been destroyed. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong with that one. How do you know? I performed it. Greatest regret of my working life. It was stupidly ambitious for that time. It's no excuse, but Deborah understood the risks. And deserved to be left without a penny in compensation. She refused the correctional surgery. I wonder why. It wasn't the procedure that destroyed her life, it was the fire. And she wasn't left without a penny. I've seen where they live. Charles Shaw was very naughty. Heavy drinker. Have a look at his liver. Drug user. Gambler. Well, the man thought all his Christmases had come at once. Had a month or so playing the high roller. But there's only so many 50-pound notes you can stick in a lap dancer's knickers before you run out. Didn't they mention any of that? Must have slipped their minds. Hey, where are you? In a taxi, heading to the station. I'm going back to Wales tonight. You're doing what? I'm going home. Uh, stay for a last drink. What are you doing? Test driving a new car. Oh, Granny's money. She loves sports cars. She lived fast and died old. Hi, Freddie. I couldn't stop thinking about Deborah and her daughter. How Charles had left them with nothing. Driver, uh, change of plan. Finsbury Park, please. Louise? Deborah? When I got there, Deborah was lying in her own blood. I told Louise to run. I'm going to try and stop this bleeding. Who did this? He was looking for your dad. Oh, I'm calling an ambulance. I don't think whoever assaulted her meant for Deborah to die. But she was so fragile. The police said she'd been targeted before. Local yobs victimising the neighbourhood monster. 
found a body. Where? In a wood, some way from the crash site. It's not him. It's not been ID'd yet, but we should prepare ourselves It's not for... Florian. Okay. Let's just get you home. Human life as meaningless as a piece of meat. You look so tired. Yeah. Let's go sleeping. I'd like that. Tomorrow we can have a big walk on the coast. Sea always makes you feel better. Come here. Ah! Oh! Oh! Who the hell is that? Come on! It's Gary Truin, the son of one of my patients. He's drunk. <sighs> Episode 2 of Tracks by Matthew Brighton, Helen was played by Romola Gary, Freddie by Jonathan Forbes, Michael by Alex Beckett, Louise was played by Alexandria Riley, Deborah by Suzanne Packer, The Manager by Matthew Gravel, The Receptionist by Claire Cage, O'Brien by Richard Mitchley, and Florian by Sean Baker. Episode 2 of Tracks was directed in Wales by James Robinson. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.